Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama howl cast. That, Not that is be... a small part of yeah. this episode. Not to be confused with a Halloween cast. Yes. yes. <laughs> this one could have been called howl o ween <laughs> Uh, I, I was going to say stag, but that seemed hard to say. Stag Teen cast? drama stag cast. Teen drama stag cast. It doesn't roll, roll off the tongue the same way as a howl cast does. It's more appropriate to the <laughs> show, I think. Uh, it's more, it, it it appears a lot more, mm-hmm. I think. Um, all right. All right, friends out there. We got ourselves another horny one. Uh, carrying on from the thing that started when they all read poetry. <laughs> God, that got them really going. This one is very horny. It's very horny. It does pull back from the horniness. Like, the horniness is very focused in, like, the pre-credits. And then it does drop off. And but then it, it is, comes back hot. Well, specifically, <laughs> uh, a man who we are learning more and more about every day, which is Clay. Um, Clay's too horny. Clay is too horny. Clay's, look, look, if there's a flaw that we can now attribute to Clay, it is that he is too horny. He's also a know-it-all, but his biggest issue, his biggest issue is he is like, too horny. Like, we thought that Betty was... Betty's, Betty, at least, like, she, know, she, she knows things, and she who she personally is horny. Um, Clay... Wants it, everyone it just, it, to have sex it, at all times. It projects out of his body <laughs> in ways that I did not expect. Like, I think Clay would be thrilled if it was just all orgies all the time at this high school. Yeah. Yeah. Clay needs to settle down. Uh, but, I mean, the main thing about this episode is that it's just a lot of wheel spinning. Yeah. Nothing, I don't think, progresses. And some things we go back to. Four more episodes in this series. And I am... Not entirely sure what the what arc the... of, like, and yeah. do not come at me and say, well, it's to bend toward justice. That is too broad. That and they're also, they're also not bending towards yeah, justice. That, that is the theme, is that the theme of this season is, like, trying to do good things. Yeah. But what are the, what, what is the, what is the physical thing that they are doing like what? What is the what is the thing that ties this season together? I would also ask, what is the point of the show? Yeah. Like, how are these characters different than they were in season one? Other than the fact that it's the 1950s now. The only thing I can really, really imagine is that with our with our I think I've said this before as well with our um, knowledge of the craze of the show and how <laughs> Berto really tried to do that backdoor pilot of Joes and the Pussycats. Maybe you're just hoping that he's like, well, maybe if we do really good, they'll just. Actually, they'll renew us. <laughs> we'll actually get a renewal. Maybe this wasn't their decision to end the show. Is Maybe what I'm it saying. Wasn't their decision. I assume that they were like in agreement that yeah, we can probably yeah, we've we've done enough. But then they yeah. got to the 1950s, and he's just having so much fun. Yeah, no, well, because doing all these things again feels like a well, hey, we could do more of this. Maybe that's why they've changed their mind and didn't not be in the 1950s. I mean, both things could be true. They could not be in the 1950s for, like, a little bit at the end of this series finale. Oh, no. I, I, I think that for sure something's going to happen in the season finale. I'm going to say that that doesn't count. I, if, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like how the first episode doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't. Well, they were in the 1950s in the first episode. That's true. Um, yeah, no. It, it, if if in the final episode they suddenly aren't there anymore, that doesn't count. That I would I would not 
<laughs> I would not argue. I would not argue that that means that they were to, that they weren't in the 1950s the entire time. Isn't a comet supposed to be coming to attack them? No, the comet's gone. No, the comet's coming. Yeah, yeah. In two years. No, not in two years. Yeah. Where did you get two years from? Because the timing of the comet is wrong. The comet is coming in two years. Tabitha told Jughead in the first episode. No, the comet was coming in the original time it was coming to 2020, like three or 2022. No, no, no. They messed everything up and the comet is coming in two years. That's why they have two years to bend towards justice. I swear this came up in the first episode of the season. I don't think it did. And we will never know because that's not that. Epi- this, this is not that episode. This is this episode because this is Riverdale season seven, episode 16. Stag. Stag. All right, so first thing you need to know is that the actress for Miss Grundy will get paid more uh, because she's back, but not in not in any Grundy way. They just need an actor to be in this position, I think. Yeah, they already got rid of progressive teachers, so now they have her. Yeah, and I'm still of the mind, I do not think they are going to have them have Archie and Grundy. Well, they don't do have the, time. and they And they don't. I feel like have chemistry. And she keeps talking about her husband. Yeah. But she does sometimes look at Archie just a little bit too long. Yeah, but I mean, she she looked at him in the same way that actually that other teacher did. I think I think the problem and this is legitimately a problem, by have putting Grundy in this position, we spend time thinking about this when maybe we're not supposed to. No, we I, won't We will never know. I mean, we will know actually. If they get together or no, not. No, in four episodes, we'll know whether or not they wanted us to think that, I would I, say. So I think, you know, if we're just going to put mind theories out there. Sure. I think they are not intending to do anything with them. Yeah. But they want us to think maybe they will. Because yeah. the show is jerks. I guess I guess that's the thing that we would never know unless if we actually talked to someone. Anyway, uh, so she's back and she's reading a, a writer's workshop and Clay... Clay has too much going on because he's also in this writer's workshop. It, no, notably, it is a poetry writer's right. workshop. And he does write poems for his other group, yeah. his literary society, that does meet every day, though we haven't seen it for episode on episode. Which is fine. I, I believe it's happening in the background. We don't need to constantly be seeing it. Um, the one who's most confusing to me is Betty. Yeah. Because this does seem like a very poetry-focused one. And I know she, like does journalism effectively uh, with yeah. her that. Uh, but she's... It feels like they needed another person in here and they figured that this could help move her storyline forward. Yeah. They're like, what makes the most sense? In some... Though I feel like she probably could have gotten the motivation by what else happens this episode. Anyway, it's Clay, Archie, and Betty. That's what you need to know. Yep. And they are having a very, very famous poem yeah. read to them. Yeah. Howl. And this would be cutting edge howl time. Like, Al- like this is Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. Um, Allen Ginsberg would have, like, dropped this in right now and then Grundy got it and she read it to them. Uh, Clay has apparently already heard it. Because <laughs> he's be been going to New York, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, legit, guys, Howell is not even published until 56. He just performed it. Yeah, yeah. They would have... Uh, so that's the situation they're in. So cool. Cool. Rundy really bring cutting-edge stuff. We know her husband's a poet. Maybe her husband's Alan Ginsberg. 
Uh, I did wonder if her husband was Allen Ginsberg. No, because then he would have had a fake name. Because we meet people who have fake names, except oh, that's for true. except for uh, not Hugo Chavez. Um, oh God! Um, what was what was Fidel Castro's fake name? Uh, something Mastro. <laughs> yeah, something Mastro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Cadell anyway. Mastro. Uh, so they kind of respond to Howell. Archie in this scene will learn about heteronormativity. In a way, Archie hears the term heteronormativity from Clay, but then Clay says it's all about sex. Like, Clay has made the decision that everything is all about sex all the time. <laughs> yep. And not, like, the societal, like, pressures that come with it. He's like, no, 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 heteronormativity is about, is about not having sex with everybody. Oh, okay, Clay. <laughs> uh, this episode will have a lot of what we call Wikipedia articles. Yeah. And the explanation of be a po- beat poetry to Archie is just the first. Yeah. yeah. Although you're right, Clay has put his spin on it by making it only Expe- about it, sex. Well, he seems to very specifically said that heteronormativity is about not having sex with. And not, not to be to be clear, it's not about not having sex with a lot of people. It's about not having sex with a lot of people constantly. And he explains it to Archie in a way that Archie will understand. These beat poets, Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, uh, the other one that I can't remember right now, yeah. even though they're men's men with girlfriends, they also had sex with each other a lot. Hey, Archie, they also had, had sex, sex with, with each, each other. other a lot. Isn't that interesting? Archie, men's men. Almost to the point that I think that Clay is trying to, like, sleep with Archie, but I don't actually think that's true. No, because I think I think that, that's who Clay is. I think that Clay and Kevin have, like, a very loving monogamous relationship. <laughs> Which is weird, because Clay is very horny about everything. Um, I want to bring this up now. Uh, we will move on, obviously, from Howell. But Howell <laughs> will come up a few times in this episode. They yeah. talk. It's, it kind of does a few things. Like, I think twice or so. Um, it's This episode, in many ways, is about people's reaction, especially in, like, a, like a constrained time, like the 1950s. Yeah, very conservative to, time. To, let's just say, lurid content. Yeah, counterculture content. But, but that is not really ever brought up with Howell. Like, they, they don't really mention, like, the main... Granted, I know it didn't happen yet. It's like, it was, like, yeah. a couple years later. Um, but the main thing that I think a lot of people know about Howell is that there was, like, legitimately the state was, like, arresting people yeah. for selling it. And while I know they won't bring it up because the timing is wrong, it's never really even matched with this other storyline that's going on about... Censorship. censorship. Well, and they never talk about this poem being controversial. Yeah, like... Like, even, Grundy just hands it out to them. Like she even, has a mimograph. And, and you know what? Maybe they'll come up in later episodes. We we do still have those coming up. And That's maybe they'll true. keep doing it. But, like, n- n- we don't even get, I feel like, a thing to be like, oh, well, this could be very controversial. <laughs> well, and this, this episode kind of has a theme about, like, culture and counterculture. Yeah. And the things we keep secret and hidden and the things that we, like, share. Yeah. But it doesn't actually interrogate it. And yeah. no one really keeps the secret things secret at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, we know that kind of the feeling this show has is that keeping things secret is bad. You should never... You should be who you are at all times. Which is I which I agree, but I had to say this. Their idea is that it is the keeping it a secret which is bad, not the fact that the, that people are making you keep it a secret. Yes. Feels like the way that's some maybe unintentionally some of their 
stuff goes to is that it is the fact it is a secret and that sh- is bad. And you should be braver and not keep it a secret. But we're not going to like explore how the society around you makes you feel like you have to keep it a secret and what the dangers are of not keeping it secret. How will be a great example of that? Because once again, people legitimately being arrested by the state, not other people being like mean to them mm-hmm. or anything like that. Literally the state being like, no, you're under arrest because we think this is gross. Uh, so this moves on to something else going on, which is that we the return of Lizzo for a brief moment. Apparently, she is also very horny. She's, there are teenagers. It's fine. Yeah, teenagers are very horny. Yeah. And this very horny teenager gets illicit pinup magazines. Yes. Lesbian pinup magazines. Lesbian pinup magazines. I'm very curious what the difference is between lesbian pinup magazines and just straight dude pinup magazines. I understand there are different gazes. Yeah. But it feels like maybe that's... Closer than It might not. be closer than one might expect. Yeah, especially when you're just going to, like, pin up. Though there does seem to be articles, so. The bent of the articles. Yeah. And anyway, she gives that to Cheryl and uh, and Tony because yeah. she always buys two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that she can. I guess look at two at once or give one off to no, others. so she can always give one off. I mean, we, we get a lot of hay in the 50s. It's tough to get these things because this leads directly on to. Something very similar, just like how Lizzo got herself two lesbian pinup magazines, <laughs> Julian got a stag film, which now, also cues Archie to learn what a stag film is. So it's another Wikipedia article. <laughs> so Kevin, what's a stag film? I mean, essentially, it's just it's porn. It's, it's, yeah, it's 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 fifties porn. It it you could make arguments that it's slightly different uh, because of what the tone was around the time, but and it, like culturally, yeah. But the important thing to just really keep in mind is that it is r- literally just like nineteen fifty, no, not even nineteen fifties. Like this, this is just early century. It's early century porn. Yeah, uh, everyone is in. To watch this. But oh no, they need a projector. We need a projector. And I'm just like, and I'm just like man, the 50s. Uh, <laughs> we're just like, why would we all get together and just watch this thing? I think that legitimately, like, stag films were broadcast in that way. Like, it's <laughs> wild. Um, and Julian's plan is that he's going to hang up. I love this. It's so 50s. I actually really loved it. Yeah. Julian wants to hang up a sheet in his barn yeah. and just project the, shag- the stag film yeah. onto it. And they can get a projector... Fortunately, from the uh, Babylonium, where just Kevin and, uh, and Clay, Clay will get it. And what I like about this is that the way that they treat this stag film is there's a lot of teens who are just like, I just sort of want to see what it is. Yeah, Clay which, and Kevin very much want to see it. Yeah they're, yeah, they're like, I just want to see what it what it is because because I've heard about it. Yeah, and like that's they would have there there was been no chance for them to see anything like this. Uh, so that's what they're going to do. Meanwhile, more of the same theme, Werther's has contacted Fair Fieldstone at Pep Comics yeah. because he wants to create a comic version of the Hayes Code. Yeah, so he's going to create the comic, comic Code Authority. Look, Werther's does not have that much mustard. Apparently he does. It makes no sense. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, like, so the actual, like, Comics Code it, so, noteworthy, it appears in this world there is not a comics code. Yeah, because there is an actual one. Or and, there was an actual yeah, one. Yeah, and it was active at this time. So, like, I think the thing is that Werther's is supposed to be effectively uh, Worth Wortham, who is the guy who wrote uh, Seduction of the Innocent. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what kicked off all of the comics code, the, uh, the comics code stuff. Uh, 
So, but I mean, that was in a place where there was a lot more, like, like that was like larger groups doing it. And it wasn't a small town that appears to be well, isolated from the rest of the world. Well, and, and notably, so apparently this coat's being brought in, like apparently they're Philstone's going to get a meeting with them to so like and talk about it. Um, well, I know. I mean, I think Philstone requested it, uh, so they're going to have this meeting yeah. to essentially talk about the code. And apparently, the ones who are involved, they mention the Fell Twins and a nun from the Quiet Sisters. Clifford will also just be there because I think they kind of mentioned the mayor might be there. He makes a bit more sense because we know he's friends with with Senator McCarthy. So, yes. like, he would be able to inflict this will on others. Yeah, Clifford Blossom might have the mustard. Yeah. Werther's doesn't. They're really focusing on Werther's, though, as being the one who's pushing it. I, I think this is actually very interesting to bring up. Um, that this, like, Comics Code and this Hayes Code thing um, ties closely with the stuff we could have mentioned about Howell. Though different in some actually quite large ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, you know, there were, we're almost at the time where people started rebelling against the Hayes Code. Yeah. And people started rebelling against um, McCarthyism, basically. Yeah. Like, blacklisted writers and directors, very soon after 1955, mm. will start working on projects. Yeah. And being credited for them. The because comics, Hollywood's kind of done with it. Yeah. The comics code lingered on for longer because there was just the, just the way that the comics were set up was different, a bit different than Hollywood. Well, and celebrity honestly, is different too. On, yeah. Celebrity was one big thing. Yeah. Also, honestly, the money was just different. Yeah. So, uh, but we will hear more about this. But the important thing is that Fieldstone has decided that in this meeting. He's got to bring the teen in. Got to bring in Jughead Jones, because Jughead Jones has stood up to Werther's before, and hey, he knows what's what. Hey, Jughead, everyone else here is an extra. Could you come in and actually talk? We paid all those people <laughs> the Christmas party episode, but uh, yeah. we're not bringing them back. So uh, Tony and Cheryl have, I guess, hung up and read, hung out and read their lesbian pinup mag. Uh, and Tony suggests, hey, Cheryl, what if we take pictures of ourselves? And Cheryl's like, cool. cool. And then I will paint it. I'm like, what? Okay. Um, and they're going to do their photo shoot in a totally logical, not at all inane, unsafe place. Yeah, they're going to do it in Thornhill Chapel because as Cheryl flippantly is like, well, no one in my heathenist family would go there. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, like, in your house, it like, feels wh like. Why can't you do it? In the barn where they were going to set up the... <laughs> in the barn. Yeah. Or, like... In the dark room? In the dark room after hours. Literally anywhere that isn't Her Cheryl's home. house. Even if she's, like... I I don't care if, if, if... I mean, yes, I don't have a mansion. I don't have rooms that people just wouldn't go into. But I always will be like, but someone could. And, sh and when they... When what you imagine would happen happens. There's no hiding anything. It's just like... Laced out. The door is open. Her assumption is nobody will pass by this door and glance in. And like, theoretically, <laughs> she is friends with Betty. Does she not know that the mothers of Riverdale love going... Like, even her own bedroom wouldn't be safe. Alice does <laughs> things in Betty's bedroom all the time. But hey... If there's one thing that Tony and Cheryl have proven to us, they're not that smart. <laughs> they're just horny. So, uh, Speaking of horny. <laughs> Veronica has caught Kevin and Clay as they're trying to sneak the projector out. <laughs> uh, so Veronica is interested. 
and she wants to also bring someone else who is clearly going to be Betty. You like, know, Betty, her girlfriend. No. Nope. No. Nope. nope. That no. that plot was dropped. <laughs> twice. 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 I thought it was dropped twice. <laughs> uh, the pinup shoot begins is the only line I could say for this next thing, because it's just Tony and Cheryl start doing the pinup shoot. I will say it escalates fast. It starts with them just, like, sitting primly next to each other, and then suddenly they have lingerie. Well, I mean, yeah, because at a certain if you, if you at a certain point, it's not pinup anymore. If you, that's just, like, a Sears photo. <laughs> <laughs> Functionally, the biggest difference between a Sears photo and a pinup photo is what you're wearing. Now, Betty does go to the She's- show. She's interested, but... The, the, she's not interested enough. The like, way, for how horny Betty is. The way that they treat... Well, no, she's interested very academically. Because she's like, oh, I read about stag films in the book. Yeah, and I'm like, horny Betty just wants to see a horny movie. I, they do seem... They, This episode, which we've seen it so way before, seems against showing women as horny. Yeah, like, it sure like, does. Like, even in highly sexual situations, they don't show them as horny. Like, in this episode, two boys will become so horny they can barely contain them. Like, they will become... They have to run into the they, night. They, yeah, they will become dysfunctionally horny. But, like, even when Tony and Cheryl are like, oh, we'll do pinup photos... They, it's not that they, sexy. They it's appro- more fun. Yeah, they approach them in a way that's like, but it's very highbrow what we're doing. And I'm like, just be horny. Just be horny. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> to be honest, the photos that they take are ones that, like, I probably took with my friends. Maybe not the kissing, but, yeah, but like. But also, this is the 1950s. Like, this was the, 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 the specifically with, like, the codes that were out yeah. there. I guess, I mean, they're. Energy, yes, is like the photo shoots I would have done with my they're, friends. In high yes, their their energy is two people who met that same day, and somebody was like, "Be sexy." So she's going to sit down. They're going to watch this film academically. I guess. Well, the boys hoot and holler. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for Betty, uh, the woman, and I guess for everybody else as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the woman in this stag film is our good, good friend. Polly Pocket. Well, Polly Cooper. <laughs> Polly Cooper. She's back, baby. Yes. Uh, so to fill in, apparently she's been out of town for a couple years now. The story that Betty was hearing there was she was a dancer on Broadway. Uh, so she better so, call her yeah, right now. So she calls her to figure out what's going on. Uh, then Tony just, develops the just photos. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they really had to pace out this storyline. There are moments in this episode where it feels like they did not know what they were doing to make this episode an episode. I mean, this entire episode feels like they didn't know how to fill 20, ep- 20 episodes of the season. <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, oh. I guess, oh, let's do the thing where they had the horny, like, everyone was horny with the horny stories. Let's do it again now. But now it's like with a movie. And like maybe make it more academic. I don't know. Some of this stuff does honestly have a end of the season stuff with like some side characters essentially getting like victory laps. Like Eth- like like yeah, Ethel had, Ethel hers, had her had her big song. We will also get Polly in this. Polly uh, will get a song. Polly gets a song. Even Fangs gets one mention during the episode where Julian Blossom is like, "Hey, I bet you want to see a sexy movie because your girlfriend's in the sisters of the place." Well, speaking about uh, Julian, he has. A- the story he will tell is that after 
the everyone got kicked I guess out kicked of the out the of the, the yeah kicked out of which the to be fair if I had a sister and she was in yeah. a porn I'd be like yeah you guys can't see it no yeah that's, that's get that's, out of that's, here that's, that's fair um, <laughs> notably like they're disappointed but not upset which I think is a fun way of betraying them <laughs> they're just like oh boo well because apparently Julian just has access to so many other <laughs> he walks in like yeah well you know what I did after last night I just went off and watched another one I got another porn I, I borrowed a... that little projector yeah he, I think he got he said he got it from someone else and now Archie and Reggie the only people who are here give me two dollars you to rent the projector in the movie I'm like what is happening in this storyline <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Polly is uh, on her way. She's, yeah, she's on her way to Riverdale. Explain everything to Betty, but, but we get, she we did explain of, some things. We get a bit of a setup of what's going on with her. So um, she's not. Well, I mean, she is dancing in New York. Yeah, yeah. But she is not a chorus girl on Broadway. No, no. She's doing burlesque. Yes, she does burlesque. Um, apparently, we get set up here and clarified later. The parent parents do know she does uh, burlesque. They just lie to Betty, I guess, and the town, I suppose. Yeah, and then Veronica will Wikipedia article about how burlesque is a legitimate art form. It's very highbrow and it's very beautiful. And this, well, I mean, here's what I'll say about this this one. I I feel like this one is a bit less Wikipedia article because she puts a lot of her own opinions in Wikipedia. Wikipedia article is when you just say the fact facts and she I, is she is getting her own opinions in a bit a bit I it takes a bit to get there at first I was like okay Veronica thanks for explaining to me that I shouldn't think she's a stripper yeah I got it. it this this episode has also been pretty aggressively Wikipedia when we had like the Hayes Code come out earlier even though I think Veronica would have been a better one to do the Hayes Code later and explain it because right? she's like a Hollywood person so um yeah no apparently Apparently, Veronica thinks that they're pretty cool. Uh, we learn that Polly does have a stage name. I'm not sure pun names are super popular in burlesque. Uh, definitely not. That feels more like then. a drag thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because Polly's name is Polly Amorous. Bizing. So apparently, uh, Polly Amorous knows is, of polyamorous. Yes. Well, she's never she's never seen it perform, obviously. But she's crazy famous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this, I think the, of, of the things that Veronica says in this, line, in this scene, this is a bit more egregious, when she decides to just try to explain someone else's motivation. <laughs> hey, maybe this is why your mom is terrified of sex, because blah, 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 blah. And it just reminds me of when she would explain her own emotions. <laughs> well, right. well, I think maybe just because of my relationship with my father, I'm afraid to have a close, like, a close relationship with someone else. And it is a thing that I am. I'm like, no, stop. Stop I, talking like somebody who's a, who went to therapy. I wish that Veronica went to therapy. Because you you know when, like... Someone gets uses therapy language wrong. Yes. I uh, like, just Jonah Hill. Yeah. I... I... The thing is, I think she's right. I think there's got to be right. there's something else as okay, well. Charles has to exist, right? Like Charles has to. Well, Alice we, only makes sense if Charles exists. Well, we had that weird thing where like Betty got mad at her, then the dad was like cut in and was like, "You have no idea what she." Oh, unless she's given up for you. Yeah, unless if this was referring, that was referring to Polly dancing, which I hope not. It felt much darker than our well, deeper than that. And, and last then, episode. Yeah. What like knowing. About Ethel. Like if Ethel, they look into us, they'll find out too much well, and they, we have to deal with that. No. If they look into Ethel, they'll have to, they'll somehow find something about her family. That yeah. is what made it weird. Yeah. 
so there's only four episodes. So I mean, hey, you could probably do that in one episode, but really, it's just confusing. Uh, we, oh, man, these people need more sets. Uh, yep. Cheryl and Tony are checking out their pinups just At outside school. The school. A, 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 <laughs> A father drops off his sons or his kids like two feet away from them. And they're just looking at these giant prints. I just like, I can't comprehend why they didn't also film this scene at the dark room. They had access to it during this filming time. Yeah, it's, or or even just like in the bathroom or something. Like, I know, I know the idea of like, oh yeah, but like, you know, they're free. They don't care. I'm like, they do clearly care. No, they do care. Like, the- <laughs> they're, they're in fake relationships right now. Yeah. So maybe not having your like lesbian pinup photos, just like looking around. And like, obviously, we both think, uh, I mean, do I think the teenagers should show their pinup photos at school? No. No, I don't think that. Because, well, because this will, this will like move on to, move on to other things, which is that Tony goes, hey, by the way, remember that magazine we got? I looked on the back and they published amateur photos. And I'm like, amateur photos of 16 year olds? I don't think that's a good magazine. No, that's very bad. Here, I just, like, I mean, obviously teenagers have urges, but, like, we know so many teenagers who have gotten such, not us, like, society. <laughs> society knows the royal so many we. teenagers yeah. who have gotten to, like, such bad situations because they share their nudes with someone who sucks. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then they're everywhere on the internet. Look. Share your nudes with people you trust. Don't look at them openly in front of a in front of the, where someone can do that. And especially, I wanted to move on from that because I wanted to move on to the fact that I don't think this this pinup magazine should publish photos of sixteen year olds. Nope, this is all bad. I, I understand it's not nudity, but especially for that time, that is a porno mag. It's a and they're they're sixteen. That's a porno mag, at least. At least Cheryl goes like, well, we should probably wait until high school is over. Yes. <laughs> Which feels like that's probably code for maybe when we're of age. Yeah. Let's wait until we're 18. Thank you. <laughs> let's wait for it until this is not child porn. Oh, God. Uh, so Cheryl's going to take a photo and she's going to paint it. Um, we got to get more teens involved in adult business, Aaron. <laughs> so Jughead. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's got to go to that that super important meeting. So he should get advice from like a legitimate business person yeah. who knows how to negotiate. Yeah. Veronica. <laughs> so it goes to Veronica. Um, hey, you know what? Cool. I am in this because guess what? Teens doing things that adults are supposed to do is a staple of teen dramas. Usually, it's because adults are absent or the teens refuse to pull them in. That's what we got in the OC all the time, is we're like, I will not tell Sandy. I do not want to tell Sandy. It would be too hard on Sandy if we told him. Or it's something where it's like, um, uh, Mar- uh, Marissa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why did I think I was saying that wrong? Um, Marissa is like, well, my parents aren't around, yeah. so I have to do this. Um but these ones are actively the adults are like the adults are having a meeting. Jughead is he was invited, dragged along. I mean, he was invited by Fieldstone, but yeah. like that's still so whatever. Um, this is, I think, the first time I realized that they really wanted to set up that one of Veronica's strengths, like her thing, is she's a really, really good negotiator, and I know she has negotiated things. But never in a way that I would be like, ooh, she's a supernaturally well, good negotiator. Because it, really, she 
tricks people yeah. to get her way. Like she usually has some sort of scheme. Yeah, like her that no- gets her way. Yeah, she doesn't like go in a negotiation. And I know you can make arguments like, well, negotiations are all about pre-planning. But like the biggest thing she's done is she somehow bought well, she got a bar which she then gave to her dad so she could get another bar. But he never actually sold it to her. Yep, he tricked her. He tricked her. And then in this episode, she just kind of like walked up to Betty's dad and kind of blackmailed him. Yep. But I would not say that's like expert negotiator because anyone could have done that. Well, and she also talked the studios into distributing to her, but that wasn't through her negotiation skills. That was through her doing her 4D. Yeah, that was that was more of a business thing than a yeah, negotiation. Like I don't know. I I just feel like saying that she is an expert negotiator has not been fully backed up by but hey you know for a teenager she's doing pretty great and she gives Jughead some real like business 101 advice yeah first of all this code sucks it's very vague they don't define their terms they're setting themselves up to yeah. just be able to do whatever they want they at just, all times just just basic criticisms of the of both the Hayes code and the comics code authority yeah. um she this would have been a better time to bring up the Hayes code because she could have described the Hayes code in a way that would make sense for someone to... I mean, I'm going to be honest. The other guy didn't do a bad job. Um, he just had to explain it to Jughead, who apparently did... Jughead knows what the Hayes Code is. Yeah, Jughead loves films. I think she could have said, like, oh, the Hayes Code is terrible for people living in Hollywood. Because Jughead would know how it would affect the movies. Yeah. But Veronica could have been like, oh, it's you know, it's terrible for the people in Hollywood. You don't, like, all the stuff's super vague. You don't know... This is how they implement yeah. it, and they implement it unfairly based yeah. on how they feel about yeah, you. Yeah, you, you, you don't actually know what... What you can do that would, um, if you get close to the line, is it too far over the line? Uh, but she makes a suggestion. She's like, well, I mean, just make a counter proposal. <laughs> Business 101. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he's going to come up with a counter proposal. Um, so meanwhile, Betty and Polly meet at Pop Tates. Yeah. Betty returns the film to, Hall- to Polly, and Polly's yeah. like, yeah, I dated the wrong guy, and he thought I should do that film, and I don't do stuff like that. I don't do porn, I do art. Yeah, so I want this is the point where I thought of something, because Veronica's Veronica talked to Jughead in the last episode, and they're pretty cordial. Yeah. Um, and I thought that when they broke up, and Veronica broke up with him for like, it feels like your stuff is, um, not feminist, not enough feminist for me. enough. She was very interested in the Stag film. The reason why I waited until now is because there was a chance. They would have taken the route that no, Polly was totally in control during the Stag she film. She was empowered. Fun. She's a bit embarrassed about it now, but she like she wanted to explore her sexuality, and then in reality, she's like, "Ooh, I'm naked everywhere." Because like that's an argument that you that you could make for like why Veronica, who had that big moment, yeah, might be like, "No, it's it's actually this is fine. It could be seen as a, I mean, yeah, like, yeah." But you could you could have made that argument. But no, Holly was hoodwinked, hoodwinked, is what she says, into doing it. So then I just go back to Veronica. <laughs> Come on. And exactly. And the show had the choice. Yeah. 
They could, but, but it's like the sh- okay. The show is making commentary about how they feel about porn. Yes, and the show obviously feels there is no ethical yeah. porn, which which is a feeling that you can definitely have. However, they do believe there is ethical burlesque. Um, which uh, I don't know why I said it in such a way where I disagree <laughs> with it. But um, yeah, so she's pretty proud of doing burlesque. She's very in control about it. She feels very, it makes her feel very powerful. Um, and like, great. I'm actually quite happy that in this universe, Polly gets like. Polly never <laughs> gets a good storyline. Well, no, no. And- no, no. I don't mean good storyline. A happy life. That's what I meant. Yeah. You, you meant good in the moral way yes. and less of a quality way um i just like i kept waiting for the other shoe to drop like i was like but what is wrong no no polly nothing nothing nope victory lap she gets to have a song apparently what this season's doing is that if you get a song if you get a proud song number that is your that's the the top so the parents don't know um about the stag um they do know about the burlesques because she invited them which i feel was Bold? Yeah, that was a choice, and they did Bold. walk out after five minutes I'm, because, of course, they did. It's Alice and Hal. I'm going to be general, just real in general. Okay, so burlesque. People out there don't know what burlesque is. If I had to break burlesque down to its most ba- – American burlesque yeah. – down to its most basic, basic, basic description, it is sexy comedy. Yes. It's, yeah, it's sexy it's, comedy. You gotta get a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, when, the thing is, like, burlesque, you think about, like, you know, the, the girls, you know, in, like, in usually, you know, bustiers and things like yeah. that. But also, technically, Abbott and Costello would be burlesque because they would perform in burlesque shows for the comedy portions of it. It is sexy comedy. In American burlesque, it did progress to the point that it became a whole lot more about the sexy. Artistic striptease. Yeah, than the comedy. So... With that said, I also would not go to that show if Polly was a human being I was related to. So, Kevin, what you're <laughs> saying is you don't want to see me do a comedic striptease. Yeah, like... Yeah, I, I'm not going to say... I don't I'm, want to invite I, you. Yeah, I'm not going to say, Aaron, as your brother, I'm not going to allow it. But I do not want to see it. Look, I'm writing a romantic comedy <laughs> I, novel right now that yeah. has sex scenes in it. And I'm like, I don't I don't think I should tell mom and dad about it because I don't want them to read my sex scenes. Yeah. So, and like, um, here's the thing. Like, obviously, Polly is fine with it. Like, Polly yeah. apparently is fine with it. But, but it's I'm okay gonna, but for them not to be. It's okay for well. them not to be. Now, obviously, they are not fine with it for bad reasons. Yes. But they they don't really give anybody an out to be like, I don't want to see this and not in a way that's not like, oh, well, then you're shaming okay, her. but, but Betty. She goes and watches but it. But previously, Betty didn't want to see Polly's porn. Yeah. I, I, think be, I think they are drawing a hard line between burlesque, like a very hard Yes, they, I think they are. It's, which is weird because burlesque is inherently sex, like it's sexual. Yeah. And, but to be like, no, 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 no. It's a good form of sexuality feels like counter to your overall idea of like sex positivity by being like there is like. Good and bad because people should be allowed to explore their sexuality. Yes, in the way as they long as everybody's to. into it, cool. Like, But I mean, Polly didn't want to be in the movie. She was hoodwinked. Yeah. It's funny that doing that also made me dislike Veronica more. So, um, yeah, if it's also worth noting, it does feel a bit late for burlesque in the. Yeah, this is 1955 is a little bit late. Like, I, this is especially because Polly will hold up Gypsy, Gypsy Rose Lee as yeah. like one of her idols. Yeah. And I tried really hard to figure out 
if Gypsy Rose Lee was still doing burlesque in like 54. 54 I, is probably when Polly would have had to yeah, see Yeah, I, I know that like by like the 40s and 50s, especially in like America, it had just like almost it, it gone completely extinct just well, because of a lot of stuff. So Gypsy Rose Lee was like at the height of her stuff in yeah. like 48. And her mom passed away in the mid-50s, which meant she could write her memoir. And then Gypsy the Musical was written in 57. Mm. And the film version of it came out in, I think, like 61 or 62. Yeah. So it it kind of feels to me like 1955 is writing like a dip. But, but you can make an argument that like Polly is like the last, like she, in this world, she's like the last great uh, one. Because performer. when they talk and we do, we this goes right into Polly and uh Veronica like hanging out and meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that uh, she's going on a European like tour, which honestly might even make more sense because I don't actually know burlesque in like Europe at yeah, that me time. Neither. I mostly know like the America one. Um, so maybe that makes more sense. She's actually going to a place where it is popular. And uh, not only is she going on a European tour. But she is engaged, she's engaged to a stockbroker. Whose name is... Langley Huggles. Everybody out there, I need you to know something about Langley Huggles. That's not a comic name. That is a name that somebody in the writer's room made up. Yeah. And this is the best writing on this show. Because that sounds so much like an Archie Comics name. It's not a reference it's, to anything. It's not a reference. It's not a... Th- it's just... A name that sounds so aggressively Archie Comics, it's not from the comics. The person that came up with that name deserves a raise. Actually, all writers deserve, deserve a, raise. a raise. Support the American like, Writers' Strike. Give this person a bonus. <laughs> give that specific person a bonus for coming up with the name Langley Huggles. A name that I was so sure was a thing from the comics, I had to look it up. Yeah. To be like, is that a person in the comics? No. I also looked up Gypsy Rose Lee because I was like, is this a reference to like one of her husbands? Yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, she's getting engaged. And <laughs> I maybe maybe this was the plan beforehand. It feels weird. Maybe Polly was like, oh, it's a good time to do it. I was going to do it anyways. But apparently Betty is going to be her maid of honor. So great. Great. <laughs> uh, Veronica at this point gets uncomfortable that things aren't about her. <laughs> That's the way to read this scene, yes. right? Because there is no transition between Polly being like, hey, Betty, I also wanted to ask you, do you want to be my maid of honor? And Veronica going, so do you want to perform at the Babylonian? So, do you want to do a burlesque show at my movie theater? That We know that movie theater has a stage already. <laughs> um, I just... Wait, I, hey, you know, it was well Actually, said. old movie theaters do have stages. Yes. I, well, I wanted to bring up specifically that's not uncommon be, at that time because a lot of those movie theaters were... It literally transitioned from stage yeah. movie theaters. Uh, but she still loves doing her stage shows. So, yeah, I guess... Uh, <laughs> okay, at this point, were you watching this show just, like, biting your nails, just, like, waiting for the other Polly shoe to drop? No. I was. I was like, something has to go wrong. Polly's life cannot be this perfect. I, weirdly enough, I didn't feel that. I, I felt like it well, just because she felt very nothing, like because she came in with such high everything. And I guess maybe even adding in that like, oh, I was I had a bit of a bad thing, but now things are good made me feel like she was not a character for a character for herself. She was a character for Betty. That's fair. Which is fine. Some characters are characters for other people. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, now we need to fill some runtime. So <laughs> Archie and Reggie 
are, are going to bro out over their stag film. They're trying so hard to watch that stag Oh, tonight movie. we become men. And they're going to sit in their, cha- their chairs in the garage and watch the stag film. Now, it's... It's not a stag film. No, it's a wrestling film, which has been brought up several times this episode, and I think the show made it up. Yeah. I yeah. So notably I'm like, okay, so he got them like a gay stag film. Because yeah. one thing with stag films is because they were underground, you would have things that that the mainstream might see as sexually perverse. Yeah. Um but it is just wrestling, and I do think it is for 100% it's meant to be sexual. Oh, yeah. But it's funny that it's just wrestling. To the point that they, that when it's done, Archie and Reggie aren't 100% sure that those... They, yeah, they don't really know what they watch. Yeah, they, I do... They do... It was important to point out. They do watch it. They're like, well, well this is... Maybe we should just keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is they watch all of it and they're like... So Julian said that Clay and Kevin watch wrestling films. So it was a... Does that mean they're gay? <laughs> yeah, they. And they are just like, yeah, I think they Pro- are. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, them lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, just like thinking about what they saw, which was oily man wrestling. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that Kevin and Clay just watch. Porn. Gay porn. Yeah. Uh, but, but maybe Julian didn't get it. He's like, oh, no, wrestling. Uh, it is sexy I, wrestling. My No, no, yeah. That's what I mean by it. Like, it's 100% sexual. It's just weird that at no point does it progress to sex. Uh, because the other film would. Yes. The, the, <laughs> there's a line I, I need to mention. Because I didn't know how it was going to end. But I had to guess. Reggie, as they're lying there, he's looking up at the ceiling. And he says... Hey, Archie, do you think those guys were... And I just wanted so much for that. Because at this point, it wasn't clear whether or not that film was like, had actual sex in it. Yeah. I wanted that line to end with, do you guys... Do you think those guys were in love? <laughs> <laughs> Archie to be like, well, I mean, they're having sex. They have to be, be in love. <laughs> like, I wanted that to be the conversation. <laughs> I wanted you to oh, think... Oh, so good. Um, but no, so they're talking there. Archie will bring up like, well, and some people kind of like go between, because he read Howl, I guess, is what got him there. Well, but, Clay, Clay explained it to yeah. him. Um, some people like, like they're, they're kind of in between, like, he just explains bisexuality. It's like, hey, you know, like these guys, even though they're like with women, they still like. They're, they're like man's men, manly men, and, but they also experiment with and, each other. And you know what? Cool. I'm glad that they gave the guys some form of sexual curiosity. Yeah. Um, because they always gave it to the girls, but it felt like they didn't want to like have the guys do it. I'm still of the mind. I do think just like, just like Betty and just, sorry, just like Jughead and Veronica, they should stay friends. But I am happy that we're seeing some like teens being like, well, what are, like, and they, I, get super uncom- and they get super uncomfortable. And they and have like, to go shower. I have to have a cold shower. Yeah, me too. Uh, after you, though. <laughs> and then we'll go beat up Julian. So then they go and beat up Julian. Well, they threaten him. And then Julian's like, look. He has so much porn. I thought you guys were boyfriends, so I gave you a boyfriend movie. Yeah, so he I'll pr- give you a different movie if you want. Yeah, so he pranked them, <laughs> which to me means that I think he, he planned that before he ever walked into the... Like the changing room before, oh, yeah. obviously. Uh, then he gives him another one. He seems to be like, <laughs> but I don't think this one. I don't think there's anything yeah, wrong this with this one's one. Fine. It seems fine. Uh, all it's, right, it's a threesome one. But anyway, yeah. so uh, Veronica invites uh, 
the la- the ladies in the ladies room to a burlesque show because they decide they're like we'll do a burlesque show but it will only invite girls Polly which Polly doesn't care yeah it no I mean like yeah you can make once again you can make arguments about like male gays and things like that but in a show that's that also involves women being with women once again women can't be horny apparently yeah not this episode no even if they are brought even if Cheryl even and if, Tony even will if, go to this even show. Even if gay women are brought to the burlesque show, it will not be portrayed as a horny thing. It, it is, is not sexual. No. It is a celebration of sexuality. Yeah. And hey, I understand. It is. I understand the idea of um of male gays, and even if someone is like gay or straight, it doesn't like change the dynamics in the 1950s. But we're in 20, <laughs> 23. We're, yes. So, uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to have this go to show. that. Meanwhile, Jughead and Fieldstone have their meeting with the Fell twins yeah. and one nun. It's, it's a lot of them just criticizing. It's funny. It's them criticizing the, the comics, Hays- the comics code and the Hayes code. But obviously those are done. I like they're not a thing yeah, anymore. They're archaic. But there are moments in there where I think they do a pretty good job of hitting something that is currently going on mm-hmm. and. But not enough that I think they are consciously doing it. I think they just lucked into something, um, which is the fact that they bring up one of the main problems. I mean, there's a lot of problems with Hayes Code yeah. and the Comics Code. Uh, one of the main, one of the things about it is that the language is super vague. And when you look at sometimes, like let's say, legislation that is being brought up in certain mm-hmm. states, mm-hmm. people hide behind, oh no, it's vague. Like. Well, of course we don't want sexual perversion in front of children. But it's like, yeah, but what do you mean by sexual perversion? What is sexual perversion? And, and they will not define they, it. Yeah, because what they mean is just a person being gay. Oh, yeah. Um, so they almost touch on that here. But uh, they don't go they, there? They, they About partway through, they hop onto the government censorship train and i need to point out something about the hayes code and the uh and the comics code authority those were not government those weren't laws put in by the government those were technically self-imposed censorships by a internal committee that decided these are the codes we're going to follow and it was the industry saying if you don't follow this we're not promoting your film your film is not getting picked up in theaters yeah that's the way that they would essentially that's why some of those things still did exist in small run stuff you'd some some publishers survive through the comics code without ever putting the stamp on their um thing just because they've had other avenues of getting it out of getting there. getting it out yeah. there, um, it was it was put on because they were actually trying to avoid government uh, regulation. But so having this weird hop on the middle there, where they seem to be implying like, like oh well, but censor all things censorship. I'm like, it's the comics code and Hayes are a bit different than like Howell, which was the state arresting people. And so what they finally get to is Werther's, 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 a school psychologist, informs um, Jughead and Fieldstone that all of their competitors have signed this comics code. And if Pop Comics doesn't sign it, then no newsstand in America will put their comics I think that's why sale. it's so important they had Clifford in this scene so we could draw the connection from him to his like contact with like McCarthy. 
Because that means he, that means he's friends with a senator. He is friends with the senator. I don't think McCarthy cares about this. I think he probably would. Unless they could make a more clear connection to the Red Scare, which they brought up like three episodes I mean, ago. McCarthy had a, like there was a lot of stuff. They're not just like specifically Red Scare things. There's also just. Like, when the Hayes Code and the Commons Code stuff, they, at some point, somebody would always be like, also, it's communism. This is just, like, it's so late in all of that that I'm like, you need to make, like, the connection more defined for me, yeah, I think. I, and I think my personal belief is going to be that these this trio of people are not as big on, like, the world scale as much as they are. It's like how Wortham himself wasn't super involved in the actual, like, drafting and, like, yeah. implementation of the code, it was just that, that he kind of triggered it and he then people, like, played off of his stuff. Um, so, so that's why I'm like, this meeting doesn't mean... If this is a, an actual, like, thing that now there is going to be essentially the comics code authority, yeah. Uh, then this little okay. talk doesn't matter. But that's the other thing. When they're like, all your competitors have signed. I'm like, really? All the competitors across America? Probably. Across America? Yeah, Probably. That, I do I do not that, believe that there's I mean I guess well, well, I guess it's been like three episodes since we've talked about comic books so I guess Werther's has been busy. I, once again, it's not Werther's. It's Clifford. No, I know it's Clifford, but we saw what Clifford was doing last episode. He can do multiple things. I We we know Clifford has an in with this with a senator. He has an in with a senator, which means he has more access than Werther's does. We're being very, very focused on this town, obviously, because that's yeah. the show. But I think it is reasonable that they, they did a better job than other things about how this could be larger reaching. We're just really seeing the very, very small focus on it. Especially considering how it does seem to be set up that there is a personal bias against pep comics. <laughs> and I think, too, I maybe just like can't buy in because I can't not think about season two I think when Hiram had the connection with the governor and then Hermione was easily able to like buy off the connection with the governor well yeah that's the thing when you have illegal connections with someone is that I think the thing is that I think Clifford is legitimately friends with McCarthy Hiram paid money to the governor I just like, which means someone else could just pay more money I just like refuse to believe anything a Blossom says is true ever I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the mayor of the town, I, and he's terrible, and so is McCarthy. So, um, so yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be um, America wide. It's pretty. It is impressive that for what I thought was just three, like some randos from small town America. Uh, we do check in quickly about Howell. We see everyone's opinions on it. Archie is worried that he'll never be able to uh, write Howell, which once again cues Clay to to be like, well, Har okay. I'm okay. going to paraphrase what Clay says. Yeah. Because Archie is like, well, I'm just worried that like I'll never be able to I'm just write Howell because I'm just a square. And like to write poetry like this, you, they say like you have to live and things like that. Yeah. And Clay's like, well, maybe you just need to have sex with more people. Yeah. No, that's a paraphrase. So that's accurate. He says yeah. you have to be open-minded. You have to do lots of things with lots of people and sometimes more than one person. And then, Gr and then Grundy. Grundy the comes in. Grundy's like, maybe actually um just like like live like connect with people like see the sunrise like well, sit out with someone what she tells him is you should stay up all night drinking coffee and having philosophical conversations yeah to see the sunrise yeah my husband and i do it once a month <laughs> yeah she's a bit pretentious yeah. but it's the it's the beat poetry <laughs> times um so like she at least pulls it back to is like no it doesn't have to be all about 
sex. sex. Like, Clay is so focused on, no, the only way you can be a good artist is to have sex with so, so many people. Despite the fact that Clay is, like, very clearly in, like, a very committed monogamous relationship. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, Maybe not. I, just, like, I... There, there's a line between sex positivity and then just going back to just like shaming people for not having sex. Like you're just going back around yeah, to it again. Ouroboros, the yeah. snake eats its own like, tail. Like legitimately Clay is like, oh, the only way you will be able to be a fully human being who can write beautiful poetry is if you have sex with so many people. And, and sometimes like, <laughs> more than one person at once. And I'm like, that is not sex positivity. That's just like doing the thing that people would do it's like huh you're a virgin like come on so then grundy asks betty what she thinks of the poem and betty's like yeah. i only read half of it i've had a lot going on oh yeah betty. <laughs> well, i don't know why betty's in this club like so betty's like, like betty what do you think and she's like well i don't know and then grundy just tells her what her story arc should be for this episode <laughs> but he's legitimately like oh i don't know it's just like I read it. And I've, I've been very you know, busy. Then, then goes, it's about that sometimes you can't be afraid of having hard conversations. It's like it's like <laughs> Lily Wright forgot her line. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was like it was like I'll prompt you. Don't I'll worry. I'll just prompt your line uh, because that's because Betty goes straight home. Because yeah, that's what she has to learn. She has to learn that sometimes she can't be afraid to have hard conversations, and her hard conversation is to invite Alice to Polly's performance. And Alice is like, why would I want to see my daughter stripping for dirty old men? And, <laughs> and he's like, well, no, actually, it'll only be girls there. And Alice is like, I don't care if she strips for the Virgin which, Mary. Which is true. Like, what, yeah. like, I can't believe I have to bring it back to But Alice is doing it for the wrong reason. But it. But she doesn't need to see. Hey, well, people out there, I'm going to tell you this right now. is perfectly legitimate not to want to watch your daughter do a sexy burlesque strip. However, she will not strip, so it's fine. We don't see the end of her number. Um, yeah, they're they're feeling they they actually are doing a bit more of a modern burlesque yeah. than like during this specific period where it was at its horniest. Uh, but hey, uh, we check back in in the backyard with Archie and Reggie, who are ready to watch another film. Unfortunately, this film, while being fine, it has no one they know in it. Yeah. It's not a wrestling movie. Yeah. It does burn. Yeah, it, it burns up. I do not believe Julian did that on purpose. No, like, I think it just happened. So it was, his weird smile is weird. Um, and which is the point where they just start screaming at each other about how horny they are. They're like, what do we do? I'm so horny. <laughs> like, it's just two men screaming at each other about how horny they are. <laughs> and Archie's like, wait, I have an idea. And I don't know how to feel about this. Because what they do yeah. is they go to that prostitute they, they go that to Kevin's the, dad set him up with, Twyla Twist. They go to the Twyla Twist prostitute, the only prostitute we know of. And then they go into the room to have together. a threesome. I can't. I'm not on board with sixteen-year-olds sleeping with prostitutes. Twilight Twist is not a good person. I cannot stress that enough. No, I know, but I think the show oh, no. wants us to be on board oh, with this. No, I, I yeah, I think the show like okay. I now here's the thing. Um, obviously, depiction is not endorsement. Um. No, but they're this happy is weird. afterwards. Well, yeah, and like... It's sold as a good thing. It's 
it's weird. Like, it, it feels like what they wanted to do is just have you not think about it. Like, they, they, it feels like that is what they want you to do. Is they're just like, okay, we're just going to do it. We're going to do it real quick. We're not going to show anything. And I think maybe that's the reason why they didn't show anything that happened in the room. You could yeah. make an argument that they also just, like, for some reason don't. Even though they show women experimenting by actually kissing each other all the time. They don't want to show dudes experimenting by kissing each I I think I'm – both of these aren't great, but – I think I'm going to go on the side that they decided that they're like, what if we just do it quick? (laughs) If we do it fast, (laughs) no one will think about it. Like when Tony said, hey, let's send in our our child (laughs) photos to that magazine. And they just like, if we say it fast, no one will think of the ramifications. And like, I know (laughs) guys losing their virginity to prostitutes, to sex workers I'm I'm using 1950s words yeah. I'm sorry um, I know that guys losing their virginity to sex workers is like it's a trope, a I trope but it's 2023 <laughs> actually it's 1950 anyway yeah just if you do it fast we won't have to think about it uh, uh, we do see we this uh, goes right into Polly's performance which is it's, just, a, it's sexy, a song no it's a sexy version of Rose's turn from Gypsy yeah I but Rose's turn is the song that is sung by the mom. <laughs> well, that... After the girls, like, abandon her. Well, I mean, they gotta sing something. So, she does her performance. Um, Betty imagines herself in Polly's place. Um, I'd already hear that this is much more tame than you'd get in this era of burlesque. Yep. Like, I think she drops her, like, shoulder straps and maybe reveals, like... A- she- she uses most of her time taking her gloves off. Yeah. Um, which, like, hey, yeah, you know. It's, it's, but, but like, so she's doing kind of old style, modern style. But this is the most shocking thing about this. This song moves into a musical number where Alice starts singing. Yeah, Alice continues to sing Rose's Turn. I, I, said, I said this during the musical episode that this... This show is so upsetting with the way it does musicals. Because why, why does it suddenly turn into a legitimate musical number where Alice and I thought Penelope was going to start? Singing I also thought Penelope because she because the way they do the transition to Penelope is that she will walk past in the background of the Alice Cooper house. Yes, but no, 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 she does not sing. The song does continue, but she just finds the giant. Painting in the unclosed room. <laughs> yeah, that um, that Cheryl made. So, hey, the I mean, that's that's how you give characters an out in this show is you just make them make them sing. So this is followed up by Veronica p- calling Polly out for not stripping enough, as we did, and Polly's like, "Look, sometimes it's more fun to suggest more than you show." Yeah, I'm like, yes, Verla- uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and then we find out that. Polly is evolved. Polly has been to therapy. Polly forgives Alice Cooper for all of her nonsense. And she wants Betty to follow her dreams when Betty figures out what her dreams are. Yeah, when when you find what you what you love, just do it no matter what. And also, I mean, actually, Betty says, I will be your maid of honor, which makes me feel like she would have said that the first time if Veronica had not interrupted, interrupted and been like, this is this hasn't been about me for a little while. So uh we we check up with Archie and Reggie, who's had the weirdest storyline this episode. So they had their threesome, and now they're, they're hanging watch, out. They're watching the sunrise. They, they're they recovering from expanding their horizons. Yeah. Um, they also are just like, I love you. I love you, bud. It does feel non-romantic. 
Yeah, it feels very platonic. Yeah, which here I I I've said this. I like them as friends. Yeah. Um, I do like that they once again did explore some guys doing that. Uh, even though they did it in a bit more of a comedy way. Well, and to be honest, I'm still to this moment not entirely sure if they had a threesome or if they watched each other have sex with Twyla. I'm honestly not sure. I'm. I'm of the mind that they had a threesome. I hope they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Cheryl, fi- uh, so we, we're wrap- things are wrapped up now. Yeah. Um, Cheryl finds her mom's handiwork, and now she wants to get revenge on her parents she by wants- getting her photos. Yeah, she wants the negatives of the photos so she can shut up her parents and shut them down I once do- and for all. I do not know what that plan is. If her nope. plan is to publish her photos, I mean, here's the thing. That probably would mess up her dad's political yeah but also career. in 1955 that's destroying her life too eh, maybe she feels like that's fine i feel like the stuff that has happened to her this specific thing is not enough to trigger it nope they already took her vixens away they already her. they and they already tried to <laughs> make her do a mccarthyism yeah so like this just feels like, oh, but now it impacts me. But the VIX has impacted you. Uh, then we get to a scene with Betty and Alice, which was very weird. It was shot with a shaky cam. And I and it was very, I don't know about you. For me, it was very weird to see it in a shaky cam. Yeah. But I would say they did it on purpose because this scene is very much a confrontation. So Betty will confront her mom. And to be fair, like Betty doesn't actually confront her mom that often. Yeah. I was going to say finally, and she has a little bit before, but she finally confronts her mom. No, she, not, and not much in the 1950s one. Yeah. She calls her mom out for yeah. keeping her apart from Polly. Yeah. She calls her mom out for wreck, tearing their family apart with her <laughs> hey, nonsense. Hey, you ruined this. We could have had a nice night together. I will once again be on the side that it's perfectly fine if she doesn't want to do that. She just wants to meet her daughter, though. Yeah, she could have just, like, hung out in Veronica's yeah. office while the show was yeah, on. Or Pops. They could have met at Pops. Yeah. Um, because now Polly's leaving. Um, Betty thinks that Alice is jealous of Polly because Polly is happy without Alice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. distinctly possible. Um, Alice likes to control people. And so Betty finally says, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be just like Polly. I'm going to leave town as soon as, I, as soon as I graduate. And maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll also be a burlesque dancer Or mom. maybe I'll get fully naked. And I'm like, they did in burlesque once again. <laughs> And Betty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's, you know, she's taunting her mom. Like, she's really pushing pushing her. And then Betty gets slapped. And so that's why it says good use of the shaky cam, because it really set yeah. the tension up quick. And then the response from Betty is, I am surprised it took you that long. Because Be- Alice sucks. They spent six seasons trying to, I'm not counting this one. I'm saying yeah. season one to six. Trying to make us think trying Alice to, is a good tr- person. No. Trying to enforce the idea of dark Betty. Betty comes off more like a serial killer in that moment in this scene than anything (laughs) else she's done. And she didn't have to be like, oh, I'm dark Betty. What am I going to do? But to get slapped by, like, your mom and just be like, oh, well, it took you long enough is such, like, a... (laughs) <laughs> it's such a creepy way to react to that. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, you did a much better job of making her seem like there's a darkness in her. Well, and they also, it's way more complex because the other side of that argument is her being like, you've tortured me like mentally for forever. Yeah. You're just getting to physical now. Um, like, so good. Yep. Yeah. So now we wrap up more. Uh, Jughead has had to go back to Veronica to be like, ah, everything sucks. 
So because uh, you know the code didn't yeah. work. Oh, we never mentioned uh, what Jughead's counter offer was literally the rating system. Yeah. Which if you're gonna bring up these people weirdly knowing things about the future, that was a lot more of like a slid in yeah, solid it was one. Very well. Because it makes sense. He's like, yeah, well, why don't we just have a rating system? Uh, anyway, so they're like, no. And now Vronk so, is like, hey, you're right. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is everything it, that America does not yeah, stand I'm for. I'm sorry that like it didn't work out because like they're very powerful. But hey, you did the right thing. And we'll figure this out. Yeah, because apparently Veronica's back on board. Okay, look, I'm cool with like their thing. I still prefer that like think that they work really well as like friends who are on the same vibe. I just wish you either keep them together. Yeah, yeah, that is the other issue. Or you make them friends. Not what you did. Yeah, it feels like they're trying to do a, oh, will they, won't they? But you never gave us the will they, won't they. You gave us an on-off. Yeah. Because when they were off, they never talked to each other. We saw no tension. We saw no, oh, lingering, maybe they still have feelings for each other. No, when... Jughead voiceover said that when they split up, they never spoke again. Legitimately a light switch. And you know what? I don't stare at a light switch wondering if a light switch is on or off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. Like, man, Riverdale really does not know how to fill 20 episodes, huh? They're just doing this going over and over. They're spinning those wheels. You know, this show maybe would have been so much better if they had only ever had 13 episode seasons. Why Why did we even have Betty and Veronica to, to have like, so they had, I, they had a thing where it's, where they were very clearly like, we're kissing each other. Like, and I understand you could go the way of experimentation, but that was not how they set that no, up. No, they set it up as we're going to be a couple. We're going to date instead of dating Archie. They, they, <laughs> they sang a song together. That caused them to hallucinate each other's souls. <laughs> but na- that was that was but Kevin, so recent. Bet- Betty's hair was long in that episode. It's not canon. Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic set an adulthood rating, rating on every single one of its thoughts? It's a bad one, but I made a metaphor. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm going to pick a Cheryl line. So <laughs> What a surprise. When they're in the bathroom. Yes. Or the ladies change room. Yeah. And they're being invited to go to the burlesque show. Yeah. Cheryl has a line where she goes, oh, your sister's a burlesque dancer? <laughs> well, that explains so much. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Cheryl, you, ju- you you just took pinup photos earlier this episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, the only argument I could give for that is you're like, yeah, but Cheryl needs to put up a front for everyone else. But But she doesn't. She? <laughs> she could just say That line could have just nothing. not happened. Yeah, the line could have just not happened. It's like they wrote a line for Evelyn Evernever, and then they were like, oh, we don't want to pay her to be in this episode. We have no other stuff for her to well, do. Like, oh, then she'd have to be at the, like, the show. No Evelyn. Evelyn would no snitch. Ethel. Evelyn would snitch. She yeah. She totally snitch. And then they just, like, didn't want to cut it. Cut it. It feels like Cheryl could have just not said anything at all. It, or they're just like, oh, we got it. People need to hear Cheryl say something. She's got to get a zinger in, even what? though that zinger makes no sense. Cheryl's Cheryl's the 
I mean, she's not I, a bad guy, but like Cheryl is against the heroes, even though she is clearly their friend in the 1950s. Yeah. Like, like I understand what she's referring to. She's referring to the fact that I mean, Betty said it as well. I did my own burlesque show but yeah. just for Archie. Uh, like that's, I guess, what she's referring to. But why? Yeah, why is Cheryl <laughs> why? bringing this up? Why? Anyway, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, mine is a Tony line. Uh, <laughs> it's that part where Tony. And here's the thing. I think I know where it's going. And I do think it probably has a point because I think it's part of Cheryl's revenge. Cheryl's going to put the photos in the magazine. Do you Why think are we doing a 16? <laughs> I don't know. I if, if your only argument is going to be, but they're not naked, I'm going to return with, but it's undeniably sexual. Is our, really our line going to be that, hey... It's fine if children are in sexual situations as long as they're not naked. Come on. You and, know what it is. And, like, putting them in a magazine. Like, it's different. I mean, this is why 16-year-olds don't play 16-year-olds on TV. Yeah. Because we don't want to see 16-year-olds well, well, in these sexy... Well, but the thing is, that at that point, they are interacting with a larger function. I'm fine with, like, you know, the 16-year-olds on a TV show, you know having sex upon their sexuality because they are they are like adults and we understand yeah. the the idea that it is a fictional show. Yeah, but they're but, adults. But, yes. But you are now <laughs> but you're now interacting with the idea. Like remember when Betty did um cam girling? Yeah. And their their big focus seemed to be that cam girling itself was a path to evil and not that she was an underage girl cam girl. Exactly. A sixteen year old shouldn't cam girl her fake older brother doing it is honestly fine. Yeah. He makes his own choices. He's like 35. And it's the same thing here. Like, the problem is not that, you know, oh, I am seeing adults playing teenagers in a sexual situation because those are adults playing teenagers, not actually seeing teenagers. Yeah. But now you're, like, putting forward the idea of, like, the the, the this there's just this magazine that will just publish sexy pictures of 16 year olds and we're like cool like there's there's a depth there that should be interrogated and tony has historically been seen as a moral like center even when she does things that are like off sometimes she always seems to be the a moral center so why (laughs) so audience if you can explain to us why we had to watch a show where a 16-year-old thinks they should publish their sexy photos <laughs> in a magazine. Tell us. We're on the social media. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. If you agree that Cheryl is chaos, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And you can check out my books, the Rebel and KevinWareBooks.com. And I'm over at flimsyplan.com. Oh. And just a heads up to all y'all, we are going to a writing conference next weekend. So will our episode be late? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? 100% it will be. What is Cheryl's revenge? Can Jughead and Veronica beat the comics code? Can Clay be less horny? Answer all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 